Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Got another episode here for you. Prospects and props, Chris Schubert. It goes on and on and on It's not going to stop. We've got today and tomorrow here of Wide Receiver Week to continue. The top 25 wide receivers. This is what... Earliest timeout in show history, Chris. Smokes. Who's ever... I'm I'm going to hit you with this, Chris. For the show. Please tell me. I think this might be... The earliest timeout in prospects and props history. I think it was. So when I say it goes on and on and on and on, what's the first thing you think of now? I want to see if you and I are in the same wavelength. It goes on and on and on. I, I have no idea. Like the song that I was singing to start the the show. I have no idea. Okay, so for me, it's it's the it's the finale of The Sopranos. All right, glad you're sitting down. For I wasn't this sure one. if that, that was going to be your I'm, first. I'm glad you're sitting down for this one. Have never seen oh, a no. single millisecond, not even a millisecond, not even a highlight on like on Twitter of an episode of The Sopranos. Hmm. Hmm. To be fair, Chris, you are yes. a little younger than me, and I feel like I, I mean, was not by still much. a little. We went to college at the same time. What are you talking about? No, but 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 I was also probably considered a little young for the show. So I'm just adding. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I was yeah, a little yeah. young for the show, and then you're a little younger than me. So I, I get it. It's not. It's not. You know, if you were ten years older, I think it would that would have been a sin. Um, yeah, but, but no. I, I guess I can. I guess I can allow. I also it. don't feel bad that I've never seen a single second of the show. I'm good. You, you I'm don't feel about anything. You, you're a cold, heartless son when of it a. Comes you know to, what? When it comes to my pop culture takes, like if people get upset yes. for not seeing a show, I really, I really don't care. Like I, it's the one thing that <laughs> yeah, doesn't you really bother me. If you get upset at me for not like seeing a show, it's like okay, you enjoy the show. I, I, I'm not. It's oh fine. yeah, we we did this with movies with you, right? During a, right, and I don't it know if it was during it one of the TDM Premium Happy Hours or, or a staff chat or whatever it, it was. But, I, I, okay, I, you can't hurt me. I don't watch movies. But I don't watch a lot of TV. Do my anybody? Do my top twenty-five wide receiver rankings hurt you? That's um, the question, Chris. I don't I define hurt. I mean, I'm confused by some by some of these, and so we'll ask okay. questions about them. But I, I wouldn't say hurt. No, I you're, think you're not hurt. feeling physical pain. No, no physical pain. Well, okay. one player in particular is causing me physical pain. We'll get to him very shortly into the show. So here we go: the top twenty-five wide receivers according to Jamie Eisner in half PPR formats. For the 2023 fantasy football season, wide receiver 25, uh, Christian Watson, wide receiver 24, Gabe Davis, wide receiver 23, Tyler Lockett, wide receiver 22, Mike Evans, wide receiver 21, Garrett Wilson, and wide receiver 20, DK Metcalf. And Jamie, I need to understand. I know who you're going to go with because you did a Freudian slip when you started reading. Why do you hate Garrett Wilson so much? Why do you hate him so much that you have him as wide receiver 21 instead of his ADP, which is wide receiver 10? Double the ADP for Garrett Wilson. Because uh, I think there are better complementary options there in New York than there were last year, which could affect his target share. Even though I but think better the quarterback is going to be better, better quarterback yeah, that's play factored in for, for Garrett Wilson. And that's factored in, but I also think that like Alan Lazard is going to be a thing. I think Miko Hardman might have a decent little season. Uh, so like, it's one of those ones where I love the player, and I could very well be wrong on this. Like, and I know that, and because this is not this is not a ranking consummate with the the talent. Of Garrett Wilson. I just feel like he's that again. We talked about this a little bit on yesterday's show when we broke down the Alan Lazard ranking. And while maybe, you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers early in the season forces it more to Alan sure. Lazard a little bit at times. And again, 
both guys are going to have success. And and let me see where I, my, my projection for Garrett Wilson is not like I have him being terrible or anything, but it, it came in lower than than I initially thought. I have him kind of in that you know seventy catch, eight hundred fifty yards, eight nine touchdowns, which I know is is probably disappointing given what he did last year, but it's not a bad season by any means. But I do have a little bit of worry when you add a bunch of new weapons, including one of them that was a favorite of the new quarterback that there might just, again, maybe a more production per target, but not as many targets, if that makes sense. Uh, You mentioned my rankings, uh, your rankings hurting me. Um, Did it hurt you to rank Christian Watson as wide receiver 25? No. Jordan loves throwing the ball. Okay. I I was kind of setting you up for that to be the answer, but I'm sure just based on pure talent, you would want him to be higher. I, I mean, I guess, but I, I feel like I, I, this one didn't bother me, Chris. Wow, you're emotionally uh, uh, disattached from Christian Watson. No, because look, Christian Watson is an athletic freak, but with athletic freak wide receivers, usually you need you're usually depending on big time plays buoying a value. Like you're not expecting him. Like I don't think Christian Watson's ever going to be a guy that you go that's going to get 11 targets a game. Is going to go seven for 74. Like, that's just not what you expect Christian Watson to do. So his value is going to be a little bit more tied to who's throwing him the ball and how many opportunities he has to be a dynamic game-breaking weapon versus a guy that's just going to, you know, suck up targets. Like Kirby. That was my Kirby impression. Moving on to – you've got two Seattle <laughs> Wait, receivers. before, 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 before – hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you using one? Hold then? on. No, I still. This is still a conversation. You just you just went too quickly, because there are two guys here I'm a lot higher on than a, than ADP that I think are worth discussing. I was here. moving on to it. I was moving on from Christian Watson to another player in this tier. Oh, I thought you were moving on to the top no, twenty, no, no, and no, I was. No. I've be got like, more no, no, bones no. to pick okay. with you in this okay. tier. Don't, okay. don't worry. Okay, you've got two you Seattle wide receivers. Impression again? You got two Seattle wide receivers ranked pretty closely to each other. DK Metcalf wide receiver twenty, Tyler Lockett wide receiver twenty three. I think this is the correct order with DK being in front of Tyler Lockett, but you do have them close. And I would love to just hear your thoughts on why they are ranked so close in this, in, on these rankings. Because I have them two tenths of a point per game apart in my projections. <laughs> um, yeah, this is again, this is not the case of me not saying pick one. It's just that this is how the rankings actually came out, and uh, we talked about this a little bit with JSN. And and I think to me, it's we know what these guys are going to get, and when they're healthy, they're going to be hundred target guys. Uh, I, I have DK Metcalf. Projected for about 125 targets. I have Tyler Lockett around 100 targets. They're going to put up plenty of production with those numbers. Uh, and both of them have actually surprisingly good touchdown numbers. Like you you would assume that with DK Metcalf, but Tyler Lockett finds the end zone plenty. A little bit boomer bust to his game. That's always been the 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 deal with, with Tyler Lockett of like he'll have some weak matchup winning monster games. And then sometimes you're like, ah, damn, man, I wish I would have played somebody else. But this is kind of where I feel comfortable taking both these guys. If, if you are relying on them as your wide receiver too, I think you'll be perfectly fine. If you're allowing relying on both these guys to be high-end wide receiver twos or low-end wide receiver ones for you, you're probably going to be disappointed. Uh, and so I, I think if this is a really good spot for them in particular, and I think they, by the way, this is one where I think they both can give you top 25 return because they've done this before. This is not like, oh, I'm splitting the difference and one of them is going to give you really good return. The other one might fall off. Like you have a legitimate chance that both of these guys give you wide receiver two numbers and they've done it. And they know, yeah, they've operated in this ecosystem before where they, the other one has been in the building and has presented 
you know, an opportunity for the quarterback yep. to throw the ball to the other wide receiver. So yes, I would, I would agree with that there. Uh, I, I politely, I'm going to ask if there's anybody else in this tier you want to talk about, yeah. because I feel like if I move on, you might get upset with me. So yeah, I, I would. It's Gabe Davis. And it's exactly who I was um, going to bring up. It, I to be honest with you, if I didn't move on, Gabe Davis was the player that I was going to discuss and I decided to move on. Yeah. Good thing I asked. So I'm kind of buying in as like a post hype sleeper. To really? Davis. You're 18 spots higher than ADP on Gabe Davis. You have him as a wide receiver too. Of course you're buying in as a post hype sleeper for Gabe Davis. Don't try to sugarcoat it. Either you're Here's in why. or you're out. Here's why. Where else are they throwing the ball besides Stephon Diggs? It's a fantastic point. It's a fantastic <laughs> point. Go, and I, I know you could say this last year. Very and good. by the way, l- l- let's let's talk about this. Gabe Davis wasn't terrible last year. Like, I, I know he came absolutely nowhere near expectations. And I understand that. But he wasn't horrible last year. And I think people think he that, wasn't like, great. Uh, he had tough stretches. Only two weeks. Only two weeks last year, he was the top ten wide receiver in half PPR. Sure. And again, I, I know that he was. Like I said, he wasn't great last year, but he wasn't like. I, I'm unplayable. sorry. Actually, I'm going to use one. I'm going to use one. Okay. I'm going to read to you the weekly finish. I've actually picked up my microphone in order to do this. I'm going to read to you the weekly finish in half PPR formats for Gabe Davis in the year 2022. Uh, week one, 12th. Didn't play week two. Week three, 66. Week four, 86. Week five, one. Week six, 13. Week seven was a bye. Week eight, 60. Week nine, 41. Week 10, 8. Week 11, 32. Week 12, 66. Week 13, 39. Week 14, 64. Week 15, 45. Week 16, 32. And then week 18, 59. Not okay. great for Gabe Davis in 2020. Sure, but I'm also going to read you some names, Chris. I want you to tell me what they all have in common. Okay. DJ Moore, Alan Lazard, Jahan Dotson, Brandon Cooks, Adam Thielen, Cortland Sutton, Drake London. I had I had a theme going through the first two names, and then the theme kind of went away. Um, these are players that on a, that uh, that Gabe Davis averaged more targets per game than. No, these are players that Gabe Davis averaged more fantasy points per game than. Okay. So I know there was boomer bust here. And I know this was, again, everybody was drafting him last year as a high end wide receiver too, and coming off the playoff game. And, and this was, this was going to be, this was going to be the breakout season. I feel like people are, have been, it's like a spurned lover. Like they, they're like, they look at him and they're like, I'm not doing, I'm, I'm not falling for this shit again. I'm not right, doing this you, trap. But, but hold on. You went from high, like last year, high end wide receiver too. You have him as your last wide receiver too. Is yeah. that an, I'm, I'm not, this is not an attack on you. This is just a question. Is there, yeah. is there not enough of a fall for how bad he was last year in fantasy? Because to me, you're still drafting him as a wide receiver too. And I don't know if he can, I don't know if he can be that for you. I think he can. I, I, I think this is, he still has high touchdown potential. I still think he's going to get plenty of yards. And it also goes back to the fact that I don't think Buffalo is going to be as good as we think. And I think they're going to be forced to throw the ball more. And I mean, and by the way, I had him here. I had did not, his ranking was not touched by the Stefan Diggs situation. I'm not even I'm not even considering that in this ranking. So I, I want to make it very clear that I'm not projecting anything Diggs related here. But I do think he has double digit touchdown upside. I do think he's got thousand receiving yard upside. And I feel like as we start to look at some of the guys that are around him or below him, I I don't see why he he and a guy like Christian Watson can't have very similar seasons. We are inside. And Gabe Davis has got a bit. And Gabe Davis has got a better quarterback. And then Mike Evans just – he's going to put up 1,000 yards no matter what. So, like – It's true. It's what he does. As long just, as he's healthy, that's what he does. Even when he's not, he's literally never not done it. 
And I will not be the one that projects him not to do it. Uh, we are inside the top 20. 19, Drake London. 18, Christian Kirk. 17, Brandon Ayuk. 16, Michael Pittman Jr. 15, Calvin Ridley. 14, T. Higgins. 13, Devonta Smith. 12, Jalen Waddle. 11, Amari Cooper. And 10, Debo Samuel. Jamie, I got a lot of things to say about this tier. Uh, and okay. I will start with, I think, my major question for you. Calvin Ridley, wide receiver, 15. Yeah. Does that not feel as if you are buying in at the best-case scenario for Calvin Ridley in his first year back? It feels like I'm buying in close to the best-case scenario. And I, that that concerns me a little bit. If I had it to does. push back, like, and I it, don't know if it, he's going to be better than wide receiver 15 this season. Well, currently, in, just, in my just average fantasy points per game, I've missed my wide receiver 10. Um, Ooh, that's a lofty projection. It is. I think Calvin Ridley is an elite receiver talent. Not tier one elite, but tier two elite. And I feel like this, yes, two this is absolutely a projection. Now we can have. Well, I mean, like, uh, like I put it this way. Like, I don't think he is Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, but I think he's the best of the next tier. Like, I want to be clear. There's a, there's a break there. I, I he's got great quarterback play. I would argue, pro, and an offense that's going to be very friendly for him. Wide receiver one in that offense. I know we haven't seen him, but it's not like we haven't seen him because of an injury. You know what I mean? Like I'm not worried about like oh he's got a lingering injury issue that I'm not he's bringing into this season. Like he's got a lingering I guess thumb issue of not pressing bet bet on on games. But I am understandably higher on him. And I'm understandably assuming most of the risk here, but I think he's got like I think he truly has top ten wide receiver potential, maybe even top eight fantasy receiver potential. I can't get there, and I think if you draft him as wide receiver fifteen, you're basically getting him at the at the best case scenario for him in 2023, and that's just a risk I'm not willing to assume. Uh, listen, Jamie, it's not something you're willing to uh, to bet on. Yeah, bet on. Um, yeah. Okay. Speaking of players okay. that I want to talk about, get it. I understand. Because he did the thing. There's nobody, I think, out there that's a bigger stand for this gentleman than me. I love me some Michael Pittman Jr. Oh, okay. And so yeah, to see him at wide receiver 16, is it just warms my heart. Because yeah. it's going to be an interesting season with Anthony Richardson more than likely being the quarterback for, a, at worst, a good portion of the season, depending on what they do at the beginning of the year. But I, this guy's a wide... To, this guy is an NFL wide receiver one with the way that he plays. Now, does it turn to fantasy production? Eh, there's a question mark about that because well, of the offense. But I love Michael Pittman Jr. Yes and no. Uh, I think I would. I, I'm worried about the touchdowns this year. Again, I, I say worry. This is a guy I'm 13 spots higher on than than consensus. But uh, the only thing I'm really worried about is the touchdown production this year. Like I think it might be like a five six touchdowns. But I see no reason why he's not going to be the not only the target leader but like a heavy heavy target share like touching 150 targets this year and is a thousand plus yard receiver. And, you know, you might not have the weekly touchdown. So there might be a lot of weeks where he's finishing with, you know, 10, 11 points where you're like, you're happy, but he just didn't have, didn't have that monster week. But boy, I mean, he's got a ton of potential. He's got touchdown upside. If things work with Anthony Richardson, I'm concerned because I'm not sure how many touchdowns Richardson's going to throw, but the skill set to score touchdowns is still there for Michael Thomas, or not Michael Thomas, Michael Pittman Jr. Just in case, Richardson is better than I think. Uh, I just, again, this is a volume thing. Like on, on a per target basis, he wouldn't be this high, but I do think he can flirt with 140, 150 targets this year if he's healthy. I have a hot take. Sure. So Michael Pittman Jr. only caught four touchdowns last year. Yeah. 
is it outlandish to say that the Colts are going to get better quarterback play in 2023 than they did in 2022? It's not outlandish. No, then th- that that's touchdowns. He probably, I, I, I feel there's no way if he's healthy, he's scoring, he's scoring that low again. He scored four touchdowns last year. Four. Yeah. With the, the, the corpse of Matt Ryan throwing him the football. It's true. Anthony Richardson is an upgrade over that version of Matt Ryan. Future Raiders great, Matt Ryan. Don't do this. We can't. Don't be starting this already. So that, to me, is the upside that you buy into. Yeah. Is I don't think it can get any worse than it was last year. No. Because and I still think even if Anthony Richardson's running around making mistakes, they're still going to throw it. Yeah. And they're still going to let Anthony learn. Exactly. So that, to me, is the thing to buy in on. Um, I'd like to talk about. Uh, our wide receiver one, Amari Cooper, as wide receiver 11. I'd like to have a conversation. Yeah. So we can once again I, reinforce to everybody that Amari Cooper is a wide receiver one in the National Football League and is a wide receiver one in fantasy football, and you should be paying attention to Amari Cooper. Please and thank you. Yeah. Actually, don't, I, you know I'm what? Not, don't pay attention to Amari Cooper so I can have all the shares of him in my leagues. Yeah. I, I'm I'm surprised that his ADP isn't in the low-end wide receiver one territory. You're higher um, than him at wide receiver 11 than everybody else. Yeah, he's right now going off the board as wide receiver eighteen. I, I'm not sure what, not sure what more Mark Cooper has to do. All all he's done is gone everywhere and produced. He produced with the Raiders, produced with the Cowboys, produced last year with Cleveland. The quarterback play isn't going to be worse. My guy had a thousand yards last year, eleven hundred yards last year with Jacoby Brissett and Deshaun Watson playing as poorly as he did. Yeah, what what I, are we doing here? I what don't are know we doing? What we're doing here? I don't know what we're doing. Let me just count real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, a thousand yard seasons in his career. Six. His yards per yep. reception last year, 14.9. These these tied for the second highest mark in his career. He had nine touchdowns last year with bad quarterback play. What are we doing, people? I, I don't get it. I do not understand why Amari Cooper – you know what it is? You know what it is? It's because Dallas was just so quick to just remove him from their team that everybody thinks, oh, he must not be good. He must stink. Guy's got 6,000-yard receive, uh, 6, receiving seasons, and it's coming off a year in which he played in all 17 games, caught 78 yep. passes on 130 targets, and got 1,100 receiving yards. Whoa. Yep. What's not to like? He's 29. What's not to like? I agree. I have no idea. I'll keep I'll keep having Amari Cooper in profit every year. I just don't understand. What other name I want to bring up? To me. What other name I want to bring up? And this somebody's got to explain to me is is what more does Brandon Ayuk have to do to get some respect in fantasy circles? He's not Jamie. He's not Debo Samuel, and he plays why, on a team why do we do why do we do this every year with him? I I I'm, I feel like I'm 15 spots higher on him every year. So than ranking and, ADP, and here's why I have his numbers in front of me here. You know what's really interesting to me? What? Career high in targets. He got the triple-digit targets last year, 114, which was the highest in his career. He got 1,000 yards receiving, and he had eight touchdowns. Like, he had the best year of his career statistically. Yeah, and And people – and right now – and coming off of that, people are drafting him as the wide receiver 33. Yeah, I don't don't know. Are you you concerned about – Yeah, 33. Are you concerned about the quarterback play in San Francisco? Uh, I'm sorry. Did you see the quarterback play that he had last year and he put up those numbers? Yeah. It's not changed. It's the same quarterback. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't I understand. Just, I, I'm with you. I feel I'm like, very I, fired I, feel like up. I, I was not, I was not anticipating being I said this you're fired, very up, fired up, but I'm, I'm, I'm angry now. Yeah. It, it, this, this, again, this feels like deja vu. It's Groundhog Day. I feel like I, I have to do this for Brandon and Ayuk argument every single year and we're, we're right back at it again. Another and tremendous value. We could. This could be our opportunity to say, as a true wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk greater than signed Debo Samuel. This is our opportunity Correct. to once again. He is. Yeah. Debo Samuel is a better overall football player, 
and he's higher on this list. He comes in at wide receiver 10 for me, which again, I think a little bit of a post, I can't really call him a sleeper, but like post type sleeper where remember when everybody wanted to draft him as wide receiver two last year. Now they're already, they don't want to draft him in the top 15 anymore. <laughs> like we're, 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 we're again, a little bit of, this is the Gabe Davis stuff a little bit, at least, but at least Debo has actually proven himself, but a little bit overreaction. This is, this is, this is, I got burned last year. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to push him down the board a little too much. Like, no, you shouldn't go as wide receiver too. And by the way, we told you that last year, we did, but we like did. wide but as a wide, still a, as a lower and wide receiver one, I absolutely want him on my roster. Uh, we are in to the top 10, Jamie. We are. And Why? there's really one through nine is the, well, hold on in some order. I would like a victory. The top lap. nine everywhere. Hold on. I'm going to take a victory lap here right out of the get out of the get go. Oh, for nine. Sure. Uh, how do, how do you and I not take a victory lap for this? Well, I'm going to give it to you more so than me. Cause I, you were, you were quicker to come to this conclusion than I was. I'm on Ross St. Brown. It's a top 10 fantasy wide receiver. He might be a top 15 wide receiver in all of football. I can't deny it anymore. All the, the dude does unreal. is get, 12 targets a game and catch 90% of them or whatever like, it is. The man's so. insane. I'm going to pull up his statistics from last year just so we have them. He had 146 targets last year. He had 912 yeah. yards in his rookie season and then came into 2022 and had 146 targets, caught 106 passes, only played in 16 games, by the way, missed a game, and had 1,100 receiving yards. So it doesn't matter who's around him in that room. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Ben Johnson figures out ways to get him the football, and I expect a monster season from him. He's going to get a ton of targets every single game. You know that's going to be the case. He, and This is a guy, he's going to get double-digit targets. He's going to have those games where he gets eight or nine catches and gets in the end zone, and they're just monster weeks. Let's see how many monster weeks that he had last year. He had, in half PPR formats, I want to see how many games. And I define monster weeks as like 20 or more fantasy points. He had three of them. He had 34.9 in week two. He had 23.4 in week 12, and then 29.1 in week 13. And he was wide receiver three, three, and two those weeks. And every other week, he's got yeah. like double-digit points. He's just great. He's awesome. Should have him on, on Ross awesome. Brown on your fantasy team. Yep. Uh, wide receiver eight, A.J. Brown, also good at football. Also very good. Uh, wide receiver seven, Devontae Adams. Wide receiver six, C.D. Lamb. Wide receiver five, Stephon Diggs. Wide receiver four, Cooper Cup. Wide receiver three, Tyreek Hill. And this, folks, hope you're sitting down for this one. Wide receiver two, Justin Jefferson. Wide receiver one, Jamar Chase. Jamie, explain yourself. You have Jamar Chase over Justin Jefferson. I think you're going to tell me that the projections bear that out as to why Jamar yep. Chase is ahead of Justin Jefferson. But I will cede my time to you. The floor is yours. Uh, I think potential touchdown upside uh, is really the difference between those two. And, and you talk about the elite tier, if those guys are the elite tier. Uh, in, in fantasy, in real life, we all know what it's going to be. Um, I think that his – I think Jamar Chase's touchdown percentage – I mean, he scored nine touchdowns last year, so it's not like he was terrible by any means, but he scored nine touchdowns in 12 games. Uh, this is a guy that has a legitimate chance to – not only lead the league in receiving touchdowns, but maybe to lead the league in receiving touchdowns by multiple touchdowns. And where Justin Jefferson is a guy that's going to probably get you eight, nine, or 10, I, I think Jamar Chase could get you 13, 14, 15. And with all the other stats looking very similar, uh, I think this is going to be a case where that's enough to give him a little bit of an edge right now. And, and in my projections, uh, I have about a one fan, I actually have like a one fantasy point per game difference between the two, believe it or not. Uh, and about six looks like here 16 fantasy points over the course of the season difference and and a large chunk of it is that difference in touchdown production like he might have five or six touchdowns more than Justin Jefferson and and I think that might be the difference can't go wrong in either direction obviously at the top but 
I feel more confident that we're going to get Jamar Chase in the double digit touchdowns than I am that we're going to get Justin Jefferson there. And that is, that is the the acknowledgement with him. Uh, that next group, Tyreek Hill and uh, Cooper Cup, I, I think if you want to consider all four of those guys into one tier at the top, that's fine with me. And you can kind of order them how you would like. All elite options. I am fully buying back in on Cooper Cup uh, if he's if he's healthy, having a monster season. I projected him for 15 games this year to kind of split the difference a bit. Uh, but I think in, if he's back, he's a very decent chance to – lead an average fantasy points per game because he's going to get a ton of volume. And as we talked about with some of the other guys earlier, where else is Matthew Stafford throwing the ball to? It's going to be to Cooper Cup early, often and always. Yeah, but Nakua is fine. He's not taking a target share away from Cooper Cup. Uh, Jamie, I think the takeaway that I have here is inside your top nine, you are plus or minus one spot in ADP with all these guys. It's a very, very um, well-defined consensus of who the top nine maybe 10 names are uh in fantasy for the wide receiver position this year and give or take one spot you've got the same nine names as everybody else in both the ecr and the adp but that's it folks 105 names read and discussed in some capacity here uh on this show one more show for wide receivers week this week here uh tomorrow We've got the sleepers edition of the show. Some of the names we've already talked about as sleepers. Some of the names that we have stashed away and didn't discuss as sleepers. So another deep dive into fantasy football wide receivers tomorrow as we will get into the sleepers conversation then. We would appreciate it if you rate, review, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Do us a favor, share the show as well. Helps us out a ton, helps us continue to grow, and we want to kick off football season and betting season and fantasy season here in just a few short weeks in style and so you can help us out by sharing the show you can catch the show in your podcast feed you can catch the show on youtube music where you can see the video version of the show as well speaking of the video version you can also catch that over on our youtube channel as well the draft network on youtube where you can see the video version of the show as well and while you're over there thumbs up leave a comment subscribe to the youtube channel turn on the notification bell so you know when we go live with shows when we premiere different videos on there a lot of great content coming to you throughout the rest of the summer over there as well we appreciate everybody making this show a part of their day Hope everybody has a great rest of their day. We've got one more day of wide receiver week, the sleepers tomorrow. Until then, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.